Next on BYU Sports Nation, your West Coast Conference Men's Basketball Player of the Year is... Well, let's discuss. We have five different players on the radar. Who does former NBA player at BYU coach Jeff Judkins give his vote to? Plus, the new record-holding sensation at BYU, Shaquille Walker, burning up the track, and his Olympian coach can't get enough. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Happy birthday, Michael Jordan. Oh, yeah. BYU Sports Nation, live in Radio Vision, presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Tuesday, February 17th, wherever and however you have chosen to dial into this show. Great to have you with us. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with Mordor Tour Guide, Jerem Jordan. I wish, man. I do want to take the uh, road to Mordor one day in New Zealand. That'd be fun. That, uh, that's a real Paula trip, C- isn't it? Like is that, it? That, that, that know, has to be a real trip. I know trip. Hobbiton is there, and you can go visit the Shire. Like, it's still <laughs> there. I'm going to do that one day. I want to call my uh, buddy Paul Asike and see if uh, he'll take me around. Yeah, speaking of BYU football, uh, they have a new motto. I heard. It is, this is why. The letter Y. Hashtag this is why. Which, of course, is a spinoff of our show motto. Is it? We know why. Is that our show motto? We've mentioned it. <laughs> we don't really say it very often. I, I don't know. I don't. We know why. We well, it's know a, why. It makes great sense. Because yeah. it's, it's the why. We yeah. know why. Yeah. BYU football, this is why. This is why it, it does, we do I mean, it. It's an interesting statement because it requires another sentence. Right? You can't just say... This is why. You have to say something else. For that. <laughs> you know, Nick Kurtz tweeted something like, this is why we trained this morning in the frosty snow. Or whatever, you know, it requires no Everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like it. Rivals.com, sure. by the way. And I, 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 heard, wonder, I heard about this. I wonder if BYU weird. has these guys on the radar right now. The Deacons. Two sixth grade prospects. Really? Sixth grade? Come this, on. This Deacon has burned up. Scouting, he goes to mutual every week. He runes a six eight forty. If that he you could, could be, be you could be a 11. four star. You could be eleven and be in sixth grade. Eleven years old. How about we just wait until they're at least a teenager? De- Deacon's on the radar, man. Oh my goodness, this is why. <laughs> hashtag this is why. <laughs> the conversation alive twenty four seven on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN and be a part of BYU Sports Nation. Okay, we don't know who the WCC Player of the Year is or even the leading candidate, per se. We're going to discuss in a minute, so our Twitter question is this. Who gets your vote for WCC Player of the Year? I just got distracted by a tweet. At McMinn5, the book of Jeremy. It's a picture of uh, Bilbo walking out of the (laughs) front door. Tour guide of Mordor. Yes, hashtag BYUSN. At COT underscore BYU football. WCC POI is Kyle Collinsworth, who is a Y factor for the team. He has five... Triple doubles! Hashtag go for six. Another tweet, at BYUFan1995. Kyle Collinsworth is WCC player of the year. Five triple doubles. Unfortunately, Azag or Waldo will likely get it. That discussion coming up shortly. Here are your BYU Sports Nation headlines. What else we're talking about today? Men's volleyball up from number seven volleyball. to number five in the newest AVCA poll. Yay! Received a first place vote. From Irvine head coach David Niffen. The Cougs were really close to sweeping number 2 USC on the road. Big matches with Long Beach State uh, this weekend. Long Beach State, I believe, in sixth place in the MPSF. 
which is a good spot to be in. As long as BYU's in that top four right now in a tie for first with Pepperdine and USC, that's a good place to be, especially this early. BYU's played a pretty uh, easy schedule in terms of who they played at home. UCLA struggling, UC San Diego, um, and then, of course, Cal Baptist. So BYU's gotten six of those home games out of the way, won all six at home. Nice job. Big matches this weekend. Yeah, men's volleyball, number five in the country. McKenna Bull of BYU Women's Softball named the West Coast Conference Pitcher of the Week. Four wins, 2.14 earned run average, 20 strikeouts. And baseball, well, they almost got a win at UCSB and almost, well, it just doesn't matter. Five to four loss to number 16 ranked UCSB. The Cougs get swept on the road. Doesn't get much easier for BYU baseball. Now they go on the road to face number 19 Nebraska for four away from home. Well, it's in Peoria, Arizona, but still away, away from home. Yeah, that's tough. Uh, hopefully they get a couple uh, in Peoria to get uh, in the win column, you know? Yes. Sports. So despite the losses, rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. And the West Coast Conference Player of the Year is... Josh Sharp. Really, who in the world knows at this point? You and I have had this discussion a few times, including this morning. If we each had a vote right now, who would it go to for the West Coast Conference Player of the Year? Now, hold up, son. Let me explain who votes and how that works. It's the coaches. It's the 10 head coaches in the WCC, and it happens after the regular season is over, before the WCC tournament. They're the guys that will vote on the WCC Player of the Year. And if my understanding is correct, it's based on conference play only, not the whole season. So, with that in mind... Who is the WCC Player of the Year? There's not a person that really sticks out this year. It's going to be interesting. First, I, yeah, I've got, we've got five people in mind. Really, four. Let's lay out the five names right now. From Gonzaga, Kyle Wilcher. At six foot eight. Uh, four, oh, I thought we were going to announce it that okay, way. Okay, transfer nope. from okay. Kentucky. Kyle Collinsworth and Tyler Haas from BYU. Bring them. Brad Waldo from St. Mary's. And Kevin Pangos from Gonzaga. I don't think anyone else gets into this conversation. Yeah, who? Those, I mean, are, those are the five. And even then, I think Pangos is the fifth. He won it two years ago as a sophomore. But his, his numbers are good, but Gonzaga is so good as a team and balanced, they may not win the WCC Player of the Year despite being the best team. Again, this isn't the MVP. This isn't like who Which is the most I, valuable to their that's team. Super annoying because Gonzaga fans that. will say, "Oh, it's Kevin Pangos. He's the most valuable guy to our team. He's the right. blue guy." It's just not that. Just the best player. Yeah, player of the year is a formal way of saying best player. Okay, so let's stay with Gonzaga. Kyle Wilcher. He is, in my opinion, the best player on the conference's best team. He's won two West Coast Conference Player of the Week awards, including the most recent. He's a top twenty Wooden Award candidate. So I think he has an advantage in that he is the best player on the best team, not necessarily the best player in the conference. Oh, he's good, and he should be a noticed. part of the conversation for sure. And the, and let's lay out, you know, the the argument for the rest. Let's look at uh, Brad Waldo, for example. Twenty points per game, nine point two boards, twenty tennis guy. St. Mary's in second place. Uh, Gonzaga, obviously the best team, but maybe the best player in my opinion. If if today. He would get my vote at any as the player of the year, Brad Waldo, in my opinion. Yeah, at any point this season, he has been the only guy in the NCAA to average twenty and ten, and he's dipped to nine point two. But to, in my opinion, he's been the best player. Carried St. Mary's, 
Yeah. And, th- and then you look at BYU's too. And the question with these guys is, if you had to pick one to rep, who is it? I don't know. I don't know. We asked, we asked Roxy Bernstein that exact question. What Kyle Collinsworth does, he's as valuable to BYU as I think any player is uh, just about in college basketball to their team. So if you're going to put me on the spot and make me pick one of the two, to me it's, it's Collinsworth. Roxy Bernstein of, uh, Bernstein of ESPN. Yeah, he picked Collinsworth. That day I said Tyler Haas. Now, I don't want Tyler Hawes to be punished for being consistently awesome. He scores 20-plus points a game over his career. He's, going to be, he's a WCC uh, all-time leading scorer. That's in his favor for this conversation. Um, third in the country, fourth in the country in uh, scoring right now. He is really, really good and unappreciated a lot of times. But because triple-doubles individual seasons are so rare and different and weird. We're trying to think of what's the equivalent in baseball. Is it hitting for the cycle? Is it four homers in a game? I don't know. Kyle Collinsworth should be in this conversation and, and strongly because the season that he's had is amazing. Did you realize he's second in rebounding and assists and steals in the WCC? Yeah. That's, that's amazing. Un- that's unbelievable. For a guy to be that. Normally it's the assist steals like Chris Franch in San Diego kind of guy. He's also second in boards. He averages more defensive rebounds than Brad Waldo. He's number one in the conference. Guess who has the rebounds. most West Coast Conference Player of the Week awards? Kyle Collinsworth. Now he has thi- three. Now, this doesn't really matter to me that much because somebody doesn't have any, which brings us to the stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Zero. Tyler Haas has zero WCC Player of the Week awards. Obviously, he is one of the best players in the conference, yet has not earned this award. So I question the merit and the value of that award. He leads the conference in scoring. He's second in the country in scoring, 22.2. And it, He's still pulling down 4.3 rebounds. He's an amazing free throw shooter, and he's the reigning WCC Player of the Year. It depends. Like the week where you had a pretty good week, someone else might have had a great week from another school, right? So you don't get a Player of the Week award. So that, it's nice. In the end, though, I'm not going to remember how many Player of the Week awards a guy got. I'm going to remember if they won the Player of the Year or were all-conference, that kind of thing. How about BYU and Gonzaga represent three of the top 20 Wooden Award candidates? Pretty good. Tyler Hawes, Kevin Pangos, and Kyle Wiltshire. And Waldo wasn't in that. Yet, he's the one in the conference that I feel like would be the Player of the Year right now if they voted. He would get my... Well, he would get my vote. That's different than who I think would win. I think that... If it was voted today, I think Wiltshire would win. Best player on the best team. Mm-hmm. Best player on the best team. Who's your vote? Gets an advantage. I, because it, it, be is, because it is so unique, I don't care that BYU's in third place. Nobody in the history of college basketball has put together five triple and doubles. Only, and only conference plays, so the four. In one season. And he's done four of those in WCC right. plays. This so award is conference play only stuff. He tied the record. He tied the NCAA record in conference play alone. Okay, nobody else has done that. Listen to his numbers. 13 points a game. 8.6 rebounds. That's second best in the conference. 5.8 assists. Second best in the conference. And 1.9 steals in the conference. Second best in the conference. Kyle Collinsworth is doing something so unique that I don't know how he is not at the top of this discussion with Wiltshire and Waldo because it's just... He, he is. But he's not a top 20 Wooden Award candidate. So it's like, huh? Okay, well, how do you break an NCAA single season record and not be included in that conversation? He wasn't even on the radar for that. Is it because of the injury? 
Oh, I don't know. And he's coming off an ACL injury 11 months ago. The injury has nothing to do with him not being in the wooden. I don't know why he's not in the wooden. Is Kyle Collinsworth one of the top 20 players in America? I don't think so. What he's done is unbelievable. That doesn't mean he's one of the top 20 best players, though. Top 20 most valuable, maybe, but top 20 just like best overall. Please don't bring most valuable into it. It's so crazy. Yeah, value is hard to quantify. That's See, if, if we throw value into whatever, then no, that's, that's, when, that's, that's, what that's when the purists come with, like, Pangos and Collinsworth. Yeah, value is hard to quantify. Let's not talk about it. <laughs> Yet, okay, look at this list. And we, we put Pangos out just because his numbers have dipped a little bit. Yet they're a one seed right but now. But he's so a wooden award candidate. Street cred. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, you look at all four of those guys. Would you be surprised if any of those four, Haas, Collinsworth, Walda, Wilcher, won? I would not. If any one of those four, I'd go, that makes sense. Tyler Ross, that makes sense. Collinsworth, that makes sense. Waldo, yep, yep. Wiltshire, yep. I don't know who it is. Yeah, how about that? I don't know who it is. How about that? Now, okay, us being BYU Sports Nation, if it had to be a BYU guy, who's it going to be, Jared? Oh, Haas or Collinsworth? Is that the question you're asking? If it had to be a BYU guy. I I don't even know. I don't know because Haas should not be punished for his amazing consistency. The dude doesn't dunk or shoot deep threes, and so he goes a little unnoticed. But I notice him because he's amazing. Amazing. He's going to be the BYU all-time leading scorer, 35 points from now. He's the all-time leading scorer in the conference. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Now, if there were an award for, like, hey, who's been the best player for the last four years, then I would say Tyler Haas because he broke the WCC ref scoring record. Well, and he's been the player of the year. But you could argue Pangos, right? No. Yeah. Pango, when Pang, Kevin Pangos is all done, he may be able to say, I got us to, as t- two number one seeds. That's amazing. That's amazing. He's got quite the supporting cast. Oh, my goodness. He's got quite the supporting cast. Okay, we sent out a tweet on BYU Sports Nation. And again, we are not pitting Kyle Collinsworth and Tyler Haas against each other. That so, is, it sounds like we are. That is not the point of this. Okay, we're just asking if you had one vote, who are you going to give it to for the 2014-2015 basketball season? Is it Kyle or Tyler? Remember, this is WCC play only. WCC play That's only. That's how the awards work. Yes. Okay. With, with conference awards. Let's get to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. Who gets your vote for West Coast Conference Player of the Year? At JMan426 says Collinsworth because of all of the improvements he made this year, free throw shooting in particular, and by his triple doubles alone. At Shy Kurt Vlogs, Tyler deserves it. He has been so consistently awesome that we don't even notice anymore. Goes exactly along with what you were like saying. Like he's punished for being consistently awesome. It's weird. It's weird. You game plan against him, and you're just like, well, he's going to get his 28 either way. Who else can do that? Up next, Jeff Judkins will give us his vote. This is BYU Sports Nation. Brad Waldo. What? BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products, simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Follow us on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation and join us using the hashtag BYUSN. Hey, coming up Thursday night, BYU's regular season home finale. Hopefully it's the last home game. Thursday night, 10 Eastern. You can listen to it on BYU Radio. Watch it on ESPNU. Our Twitter question today is, who gets your vote for Men's Basketball West Coast Conference Player of the Year? Okay. The next three games, slash four for some teams, three for BYU, might reveal somebody that... Someone might emerge. Someone might emerge. I don't know. 
We just got a tweet in from at Laser Sheep saying it's like Edward and Jacob. The depression is, oh se- is setting in. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't, don't bring them into this. What? Oh, that's that is fantastic. Wow. Oh my. You know what? <laughs> Somebody else in the same situation. Our good friend Jeff Judkins, head basketball coach for BYU women's basketball, jamming with Juddy on BYU Sports Nation every Tuesday. Uh, he has two Player of the Year candidates in the West Coast Conference: Lexi Eaton and more and Morgan Bailey. Yeah. How how do you deal with uh, not pitting them against each other? I mean, like that's kind of an interesting dynamic to have on your team, and, and the men's team has it as well with Tyler Haas and Kyle Collinsworth. Well, I, I I really think most good teams have two great players. I mean, uh, we've always believed that you need to have three three players that can create or score on your team to be good. Um, and uh, most teams in the league that I've seen, both the men and the women, at least have two, maybe a couple teams. I would say in the boys' side, Gonzaga has more than two. Yeah. They have three for sure, maybe maybe even Karnowski's four. Karnowski's probably yeah. the third. Uh, in the women's side, Gonzaga has three, three women that are very good scorers, and I think that gives them an edge because you can't take everything away. And... Um, I think where where we've been blessed and lucky is that we have inside presence with one of them, and then we have outside presence with the other. Um, in BYU situation, men, it's a little bit different because both of them are perimeter players, and so um, it's it's not. I'm not saying it's easier to to defend that, but it's a, it's a little bit. Um, you can do some things that sometimes can can really shut them down. That's where Gonzaga men are a little bit harder. They've got inside threat. And they've got outside threat. And then probably the player you're talking about, the kid that transferred from Kentucky, is really both. And so now they got three. They got a kid that can do both. And then and that's kind of what I had with Riley. Kristen Riley was a little bit like that. So um, I don't know who I'd, who I'd give it to on my team. It would be very difficult. I would probably look and see who's the most consistent, like in the conference of games and minutes and all that, and probably – make my decision through that. And if I probably had to do it, um, I think Morgan's been the most consistent player in our league. So that's probably – that's a dang close. It yeah. really is. It, and that – as much as you want to say, like, eh, that's not that important, it actually is. It's something that carries some distinction in the conference and that you probably aspire to as a team is, all right, let's win the league. Let's also have the best player in the league, right? Well, part of it – part of it, you got to win the league. To have the best player. To me, it would be an absolute joke if the eighth place team leading scorer gets MVP of the league. I so, mean, so how low could like could the third place? To team me, it's to me, it's it's fourth? one through one through three, one through okay. maybe one through four, depending okay. on how. I, I would say in the men's side, one through three, and our side, probably one through four. I mean, all four of those teams have had great seasons, and in that, um, but this is how you value it. In my opinion, you look at it and say, who would you take? If you had a draft right now, who, what player would you take for next year, and and do it? And I know that sounds crazy, but it is a little uh, different. It, it's it, not it, necessarily it, it, the best player. You no, know, it's not. It's the player that you would want. Like right now, if you were starting an NBA franchise, who would you take? And I would say majority of the people would take either Kevin Durant or LeBron James or LeBron James or Steph Curry. Now. Correct. Those three are the names that are coming up. Jimmer okay. Fredette. You know? Stop it. <laughs> so, uh, I, I don't know. Um, if, if it came down to two BYU players, um, 
If I, it probably should be Co. I mean, those those two have had great seasons, and it, you know when the the kid from Kentucky, I don't know his name. He's going to win. He's going to win newcomer. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's what he's going to win. Faux show. Okay, he's going to win that, and the guy that's going to get out of it is was Waldo's one that's going to miss. What a great year, twenty and ten. Um, he's put up numbers, what Morgan has. Yeah, so, that's Morgan Bailey numbers. Yeah, that's Morgan Bailey numbers. So, uh, but boy, I mean. Tyler, what Tyler's done is he's kind of like, you know, the good old ploy that works hard every day and does the job and never, never complains and just can, keeps doing it. I mean, he's done that his whole career. And that's, that's what's impressing. He's a leading scorer in West Coast Conference. He's going to break BYU's records, which, I mean, Danny Ainge and Jim Verdette are not – slouches, <laughs> you know, Michael Smith played in the league. I mean, it's not like he passed not good players. And I know the three-point and all this and that, but the bottom line is 20 every single night. No matter what, what you do in game plan against him. Yeah, it's it's impressive. He's going to get his 20. Yeah, and it's it's uh, that's why I said a long time. I said it two or three weeks ago on the show. They're going to miss that guy because of what he did. Now, Dave... Dave has done a great job of whatever his system and how he molds these these players. He's done it with Jimmer. Now he's done it with Tyler. And I guarantee you there'll be somebody else out there that he'll come in with with confidence and Dave will give that to him and he'll he'll explode the same way. He just uh, he has a way of really doing that. And you know, he even had Lee Kennard was another guy who I thought just played so well. So um, you got to give you got to give BYU's coaching staff a lot of credit yeah, for that. Maybe it's Nick Emery in the future. Who knows? Who knows? It might be. It might be Tyler Jr. You know, I mean his brother. TJ. I, I, yeah. <laughs> who knows? <laughs> who knows who's going to be? But Dave has done a great job. His staff has done a great job with that. You know, and I hope that I can get my team. Like I've I've had Lexi, and I've had Mindy Bottom, and I've had Aaron Thorne. So I've had a few come that way th- too, and it's. As a coach, you really need something like that. Jeff Judkins with us on BYU Sports Nation, jamming with Juddy. Uh, this was a big week for the BYU basketball program overall. If you if you look back to last Tuesday when the Marriott Center renovations and Correct. the YMCA Marriott Center Annex uh, was was announced. It. Okay, is that all right? Yeah, I heard you guys saying that. That's fine. <laughs> I'll support you. At Kev Farns, nice work. Yeah, how hard was that uh, for you to kind of just sit? And you knew it was coming. How hard was that for you to keep a secret and not use it as like a recruiting tool and all that stuff? It's been really hard because um, we have talked about it and uh, and wanted this to happen as soon as possible. Um, and so when it finally got the approval and got everything done. I mean, uh, so many people work so hard to get this done. It, it's it's amazing of the support, and we got to thank all the fans of BYU and the donors and all the people that are willing to take a risk, you know, donate the money in advance, and do all these things to make this thing happen. And you know, Dave was more behind it than me. I, I wish I could have been a little more involved. Um, I tried a little bit, but um, the administration. With Tom and Brian, I mean, they just did an outstanding job of getting this put together, and and as you well know, I mean, you saw pictures of it. It's going to be first class, which um, I think BYU always does that when they do something, they do it right, and so we're excited. It's going to be great. It's going to be a great tool for us recruiting, 
uh, it's going to be great when we have Christmas around the world and homecoming and that Marriott Center is used for everything. You know, uh, we have devotionals every Tuesday. We can't get in the court till one o'clock. The, the, the maintenance guys at Marriott do an awesome job in getting us out there by one o'clock. Now they don't probably have to kill themselves. We can go <laughs> to the practice facility and start practice and then come over. Um, it's just, I, I'm just excited. It's, it's just going to make our program a lot better. You weren't anxious to stay in the Marriott Center basement with your office with no windows? <laughs> I don't. My you, office, you guys are buried in there, man. Yeah, my, my office is now at the Smithfield House. And you know what? You That's want, right. You're not even uh, in the Marriott uh, you, you know the hardest, hardest place to park at BYU? The Field the House. Smithfield House. I mean, you get down to practice and try to go down to your office to do a few emails and maybe tie up some things. You can't I've find a parking place. I've parked in your spot because I'm going to play pickup in the RB. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm sorry, taking, I got to get in. It's noon. Us, but, yeah. um, and so that part's gonna, that part's going to be awesome for us too. And when you have recruits come in, they come to your office and you got to walk up the marriage. So now it's going to be the whole package, which is going to make it so much nicer. Awesome. You had a uh, an interesting week on the road. So we've started with the good news. Yeah, Mary's had yeah. upgrades. And then you go on the road, and you're in position to win two I know. big games at St. Mary's. Uh, you give up a six-point lead late in regulation, losing overtime, and then another close game at Pacific. What do you say to your team when you're in position and you feel like you should have won those games, but you don't? It's it's really hard, Spencer. I mean, we should have won both. We had a chance to win both. and um, we, di- we didn't make plays down at the end that we had to make. And when you play – on the road and you play two great opponents, you know it's going to come down to three or four plays. And we didn't make them. And, you know, we, we uh, at St. Mary's, we had an eight-point lead with three minutes to go when they throw the ball in the corner. And one of my players hustles and puts up a, a hand. And, you know, this league is the flop league of the world. And the girl fell down and it's a four-point play. So now it cuts it to four. And then we don't score for three minutes and we we had good looks i mean morgan had a layup and a good she scores all the time and lexi had some good looks and we don't we don't finish it and then defensively we have one of the biggest breakdowns of the game we're up two with 30 seconds and the girl drives and we tack it and we don't be back we don't cover and lay up and then the, the then we get a we get a good look morgan gets a wide open shot in regulation to win it, and she just barely missed it. And then over time, we missed two front ends and one-on-ones, and that's, you know, and then we foul them. They make seven of their 12 points in overtime from the foul line because we're out of position. And then um, Pacific, we played really well. We just got down 14, and we fought back. And um, four times, we had the lead down to four. And if we make a stop, we don't. They hit a three-pointer, but they're up seven. And then we we missed we we missed we missed some easy shots to get close and then defensively again break down, and that's that's what I've got to show to my team. I got to show them today. Look at here's three or four breakdowns defensively in both games that we can't do. That we, we if we want to win these close games and we got a tough game against San Diego, and don't tell me the schedule doesn't make a difference that you play everybody twice. We got we got a pretty bad deal with playing. Two games on the road, then playing the top three teams on the road back to back. Now you tell me how fair that is. You know that's rough. It's, it's hard, but that's that's part of conference, and that's what why conference champ is to me is so uh, so hard. 
You know, to win the tournament, yeah, you go in there and you play good for a week. And but the conference champ is it goes through the whole season. But um, we just got to take the positive outlook on this and say we could have won these games and let's do a better job and we'll do it. And I, I know my team will be ready to go. Teams two through five in the WCC and women's basketball all bunched up, separated by one game. Yeah. Uh, and now you're in a tie for third half a game out of second with San Diego, who you face on Saturday. Then you do the Northwest trip with Portland, who's 2-12 and 12 in conference, then Gonzaga, the, the leader. Sorry, uh, the Northwest come, trip, come. they come here. Yeah. Both on BUTV. Uh, you have some huge games coming up, especially Saturday against San Diego. Yeah, this this game is for us to to, to get it second, or we can't come in first now, but to come in second, we have to win this game, and we we have to take care of business and, and beat them. And and you know we've played pretty well in San Diego. Last year we lost, we had twenty seven turnovers, so that's something we'll emphasize and work on that. But if we can get them, then we got of course two home games and. It'll be tough. I mean, Portland will come in ready to go. And, of course, Gonzaga, this is a big game to them. You know, it's like it will be when BYU goes into plays in there. It's it, That's the rivalry. If you said, what is the rivalry for us in this conference? It's we Gonzaga. had that last week with it's, the men. Yeah, it's Gonzaga. I, that's what it is to us. I mean, I, I, I mean, they're the team that you get the most ready for and so forth. So, yeah, this is big. You know, I wish it was different. I wish we were playing the bottom teams this weekend, but um, we'll see what my team's made of. You know, I know we've we've had a great season so far, and we just got to just jump a little farther. BYU at San Diego on Saturday. The Cougars 64 in the RPI, 19-7 and seven overall, hoping to get that formula to make an NCAA tournament again. We'll end with this, Coach. The NBA All-Star Weekend. We were talking about this as we walked into the studio. The, the dunk contest was great. I know you haven't seen the dunks yet. We, we go, show you the dunks. go and we, we'll show them to you during the break, yes. Uh, but you did say that you watched, watched the game. Um, are you a fan of what the NBA All-Star Game has become over the years? Um, no. Why I'm not? really not. Because I just think just running around and not guarding anybody and let them drive in and dunk it and go 163 points doesn't – that's – It's my game. That, that's not what I want. That's, that's church ball. I mean, I, I don't want to play that. I, 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 I'm not saying go out there and play hard. Okay, then go mess around for a half. And then, and then the second half, come out and play to win. And you, as you well know, baseball – Got tired of it, and what they did is said, "Hey, the team that wins is going to get the home court advantage." Which is lame. Which is lame, but at least it's make make something That's like competitive. You, like you know, I mean, maybe <laughs> maybe, maybe what they ought to say, I don't know, is is uh, I don't, something's got to be where it means something. You know, and maybe a lot of these guys don't. You know, wanna, what matters to these guys. Yeah, that's Money. what it is. That's Money. what it is. You know. Um, you know, the hard part about it, and this is my opinion, is Larry Bird and Magic Johnson and Michael Jordan were really competitive. And I think and if you watch some of the All-Star games, they kind of messed around for a while, but there was moments in oh, those games. Oh, it was business in the fourth yeah, quarter. Yeah, it was business. <laughs> it was, and that's what I wanted. I mean, what I wanted is, hey, go ahead and do the dunks, and then fourth quarter, go for it. Go, you know, you know just go to, go to do it. But it's becoming an entertainment thing and you know you know it it is and there's some i mean they showed some of these some of these all-stars showed really how good they are i mean hitting three people don't realize how hard it is to hit three pointers i mean to be able to do that and then be able to i mean some of the passes they make are just like you go holy cow 
but uh, notably Steph Curry. Yeah, uh, you know, he's right now. If I if I had to go pay for a ticket, and she's, he's the one I'd, I'd do right now. I just I, he's just so fun to watch. He's, you don't know what he's going to do. You don't know if he's going to take a half court shot. You don't know if he's going to go behind his back and make a great pass. He is a fun, fun player to watch. Coach, always great to talk to you. Good luck against San Diego. Congratulations on the uh, the Marriott Center announcements, and we'll uh, look forward to talking to you again soon. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me on, and I enjoy this every week. Thank you. <laughs> Jamming jam with Juddy. Jamming like with Juddy. Hey, he's a record-setting runner and a hopeful Olympian. But what pulled this Georgia native to BYU? He joins us next. The Cougar Club supporting BYU's 623 student-athletes. Welcome to the club. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Download the show podcast on iTunes or, if you so choose, at BYUsportsNation.com. Coming up this weekend, men's volleyball is on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Friday and Saturday, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, BYU versus Long Beach State. Check it out. Let's refresh today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Who is the West Coast Conference Player of the Year in men's basketball? We don't know. I don't know. Who would you give your vote to? Men's volleyball, fifth in the latest AVCA poll, up from number seven. They received a first-place vote. McKenna Bull, the West Coast Conference Pitcher of the Week for West Coast Conference Softball, four wins last week, 2.14 ERA, had 20 strikeouts, and baseball, 5-4 to four losers against number 16 UCSB yesterday. I don't like when you say BYU and losers in the same sentence. It just sounds wrong, doesn't BYU it? lost. BYU sounds very different. lost. <laughs> Please let us never phrase it that way ever again. <laughs> Joining us now, somebody who is very far from a BYU loser, more like a winner <laughs> and a record holder in the 800 meters, Shaquille Walker. We're calling it now, Shaquille, future Olympian. Welcome to BYU Sports Nation. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Three. You, yeah, go ahead. You know, I just wanted to uh, start. I wanted to give you guys some gifts. Wow. I know you're about what to. For, for the set. Awesome. You know, this hat here, it, it's meant a lot to me. It's <laughs> from, it really? uh, no, I just connected to it. <laughs> it's either from Coach Eyestone, Coach Padilla, or uh, uh, Coach Robbie. I think it's from the 60s, but I want you guys to have it. <laughs> this is awesome. BYU <laughs> track is official. Awesome. <laughs> it's official. Like, this. Like, like I need a good. I've been needing a good snapback. Like I think so you could race in that. It's like a Just, pale yellow. <laughs> the nasty this yellow. Is, this is like Spencer's uh, skin tone during winter. This is wow! Oh, <laughs> wow! Hey. What, what else do you have? I got a uh, a jersey here. You can awesome. just hang this somewhere. Hang it from the football. Awesome. That looks cool. Love it. Uh, we got a medal. I don't know what medal this is from. It's, oh, Track this is this is brand new. This is 2015. Wait, okay. why? Why this are we is, getting that? This is nice. Yeah, because because awesome. you guys are A-team. And uh, nice. then we got a, a little NCAA participant. So this is for, for you guys. Keep it on the set. Everyone's going to love it. Nice. If you're sick of it, just nice. give them back. Ryan, Ryan Waite can take them. He, was, he brought them over anyways. <laughs> nice. Awesome. Nice. These are fantastic. Hey, we need Thank to get you. you on the show again. Hey, it was, really hey, it was <laughs> Every Shaquille, time I come, was, I bring gifts. It was great to have you on. Thanks for coming Thanks, on, Thanks, guys. See ya. Okay, Shaquille, three races, three wins, three national class times, three defeated Olympians, a couple of records. Uh, <laughs> did you ever imagine this happening, coming home from your, your mission to England so soon? No, I, I, I thought I was going to come home. My goal was just to travel at first. And then I, I started getting fit after a couple months. And I was like, you know, this is, this is going okay. Maybe I'll set a goal to make it to nationals and get Ryan Waite's school record by you know, just a hundredth of a second. If, if that, I'd be ecstatic. Um, and then my first race back after six months, I just, I don't know. <laughs> I just felt good and 
the pace was perfect, the race was perfect, and it worked out. So. Okay, before we go into more of uh, what you've done this season, let's go back in time and kind of tell your story. So you live in Georgia. Mm-hmm. You're not a member of the Church Jesus Christ of Latter-day uh-uh. Saints. And then somehow you get here. How'd yep. you get here? Okay, there's a couple versions. I'll tell the, the simple version okay. so, so it doesn't last for a couple hours. People know I can talk. But um, I was a junior in high school. Um, I started, I met this girl who was a member of the church. And so in Georgia and Savannah, there's like, I think there were maybe three members of the church in my entire school. <laughs> so there weren't a lot at all. Um, and so I got to know her. She was actually a kicker on the football team. Um, she was a kicker. What? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Kicker on the football team. And I was a receiver on the football team. And so we, we met that way. Um, we started dating. She's a year older. So at the end of the school year, she moves away. She goes to BYU, Idaho. Um, I kind of think about the fact that I never really looked into the church at all. And I'm like, you know, I should, I should probably try this. And you it's, were hurt in track. Yep. The same time my, my knee got hurt. Okay. So I stopped playing football. So I wouldn't get hurt for my senior season. And then I got hurt anyways. Um, so that was, I guess, annoying. <laughs> and just all these different things together. I just started looking into the church. Um, I decided to come on a recruiting trip to BYU even though I didn't even know what it was. I was just like, ah, Brigham Young, sounds cool, let's go there. Um, flew me across the country. Uh, Ryan Waite was my host, actually. And Ryan's getting a lot of love today. I, he is. He's yeah. over there smiling. <laughs> 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 but, uh, yeah, he was my host, him and a guy named Ryan Jones, and they just, I had so much fun, um, and it just felt right. And so after that, I was like, you know, I'm not Mormon, but no one, it felt okay, so I think I'm going to go to BYU. So Now, you signed with BYU over a you know, deliberate objections from your, your friends and family. Hmm. What was that decision like? I don't know. I guess I've always been the kind of guy that just likes, I just like, don't really, I'm like, if that's your decision, cool, I'm going to make my decision. And so all my friends are like, you know, you should go to Stanford. If you don't go to Stanford, it's the biggest mistake of your life. And uh, my teachers were saying the same thing. My parents, they were like, Shaquille, my mom especially, she's like, Shaquille, you better go to Stanford. <laughs> <laughs> mom, I, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. But, uh, once I chose to go to BYU, my family, they were just super supportive. Immediately, they were like, okay, that's what you want to do. We support you. Um, everyone else took some, a little bit of time, but I think, I think it's been a good decision. Everything seems to be working out, so I think they're okay with it now. And, and you eventually get baptized and mm-hmm. go on a mission. Yeah. How did that happen? So I, uh, I actually got baptized before I ended up coming to school here. So I, I came to, you know, on my visit in October. I started taking the lessons in March. Um, and... I was baptized in April, and it, so it was a pretty quick process, but it was, it was, just, it was just right for me. Um, I prayed about it. I read the Book of Mormon, um, and it, was, it all came down to just one night, just getting a quick, powerful answer. Um, I, don't, I know it doesn't always happen that way, but for me, it was clear. It was distinct, um, distinctive, and I knew that it, was, that it was right. And so I was like, I'm going to get baptized, and I'm going to BYU, so this is perfect. Um, got baptized. Then before I came to BYU, I went on this, my first hike ever. I'd never been hiking um, and it was like, it was up in the mountains. There was a bunch of people there and, um, there was a return missionary there from Italy and he was just talking about his mission and how much he loved it. Um, and people were asking me if I was going to go on a mission. I was like, no way, you know, I just got baptized. I don't even know what this is. Leave me alone, man. <laughs> I was three, like, three hours of church. One step right at now. a time. I know. That's what I was like. Well, these people are bold. <laughs> They're asking <laughs> me hard questions already. Um, but yeah, I, I prayed about it. He invited me to, I prayed about it on my birthday. It was t- June 24, 2011, um, and just felt, okay, I, that's something I need to do. That's, that's the, good thing, the right thing to do. And so a little over a year later, I went on a mission to England, and it was good. <laughs> I'm, glad I, I'm glad I decided to pray about that and go. 
Well, now you're back at BYU and you're you're setting records. Your story is is unbelievable. Like six months ago, you got back. What and and what did you expect to do this year? Because I imagine it exceeded your expectations. Oh yeah, it's exceeded what I was hoping to achieve by June of this year. Um, I don't know. It's I got back August first and. I, I ran that same day, August 1st, because on my mission, I ran maybe 30 miles. Yeah, know, how was that run? That's not a lot, oh just so goodness. people know. Yeah, yeah for the, 30 for miles over like two years. For people like me, that's a lifetime. Yeah. <laughs> so, for people like Shaquille, that's not a lot. Yeah, how was that run, Shaquille? I almost quit. It was, <laughs> it was so hard. I, I, went, I went out. I remember I was like, okay, I'll go out 10 minutes, and then I'll come back 10 minutes. And that should be pretty easy, you know? I'm at sea level. Yeah, I'm, I, I only gained 15 pounds. It shouldn't be that hard. No, I mean, I, wa- I ran out 10, and I was, like, dying. My legs were itchy for some reason. That's all I remember. I don't know why, but my legs were itching like crazy. Um, but, yeah, it was, it was hard. It was hard for, like, two months. Every single run, I was like, I can't, I can't get back. I'm never going to get back. But then all of a sudden, just big strides started happening. So. Shaquille Walker, sophomore, middle-distance standout runner for BYU, making his BYU Sports Nation debut. Your coach, Ed Eyestone, said the following, and I quote, He's the best most natural, freakishly talented middle-distance runner we've ever had. That's when saying you, a lot of BYU. There's a rich tradition of track excellence. Now, I mean, that's, that's, that's from a something. coach that is distinguished and a former Olympian. What do you think about that when you look at yourself six months off a mission and your coach is saying that about you? I, I don't know. I think uh, maybe I don't get it yet. Like, I'm, I'm just thinking about it. I'm like, really? Like, I think about all these great guys, you know, like, Guys that have run faster than I've run. Miles Batty ran, you know, incredible times. Ryan Waite has run faster than I ran. That's like a fourth um, mention of Ryan Waite. <laughs> <laughs> all these shout-outs. I mean, look at that pain on my face right there. That, that doesn't look relaxed, you know. No, just kidding. But uh, I don't know. It's been it's – a, it's a great compliment. I'm really grateful for it. Um, I, I definitely feel like there's still a lot I need to, I need to do, a lot to go. Um, I'm not where I want to be. I've run a good time, but – I mean, when it comes down to the national meet, it's, it's how I perform on the big stage. And so that's my real, where I'm trying to focus now, just towards the future, what's happening in a month. I'm pre- just doing everything I can now to be prepared for that then. Uh, at Riboflavin LLC says, why can't Shaq put on some pads and return kicks this year? <laughs> <laughs> Thoughts. What are you, 5'9", 140 is what five, I read? 5'9", 138 right now. 138. <laughs> this okay. jacket makes me look big. That's why I'm wearing it. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. If I, if I got back there, I could catch it. and Maybe I could get a, you know, some yards. But as soon as they get a hand on me, I might not get up. <laughs> I might be hurt. So The MPSF championships are next week in Seattle. Uh, we wish you good luck at that. And your goal is to be an Olympian, right? I, I read that in the Desert News. Yeah, I mean, I think every, every runner's dream is to be an Olympian. Um, and so I, I think I need to have that mindset to tell myself, this is what I want to do. If I shy away from it, you know, I, in the past I was like, I don't know, whatever happens, I'll be happy. But the, the truth is, yeah, I want, I want to go to the Olympics. Um, I, I've watched, you know, some of the greatest runners. Um, they were my age running the times I was running, yet they weren't saying, I want to be an Olympian. The guys from Kenya, like David Rudisha, for instance, he's saying, I want to win a gold medal. I want to set world records, and I'm going to win a gold medal, and I'm going to set a world record. Even though he ran the same time I ran at my age, um, he went on to win gold medal and set world record because of where his vision was. And so mm-hmm. that's something I'm trying to, to get into my mind, to say, this is what I want to do. Let's just go and do everything I can to, to make it happen. So. There are so many angles to this story. We need to have you back on again. And after you set more records, which you will, <laughs> that, that's, that's going to happen. 
We're, we're going to do that. Is that cool? Uh, it sounds good. You got five I, brothers. You're an identical twin. See, we, we need oh, to, yeah. we need to so dive into to all about. of this. And yeah. you, how you need to up your Twitter game, dude. You haven't <laughs> tweeted in 937 days. I lost the password. I can't figure oh, it out. Oh, you lost the password? <laughs> I'm like, I can't get back on it. You know, people are saying things on it, but I, I don't know what to do about it. At ShackWalk880. Yeah. Well, go You're follow him, but don't no expect one. any tweets right now until he gets a password. <laughs> Dude, I'll find it. At Shaq BYU. At Shaq, should I make a new one? Yeah. yeah. Someone's going to steal at, it. I might have to jump on it. <laughs> make it real quick right now. Hey, uh, before you go, we'd like you to turn around and uh, sign the flight. You can do that during the break. Um, it's a tradition we have here. But Shaquille, great to have you with us on the show. Thanks, guys. It was nice being here. Thanks for the gifts. Oh, awesome. It's all yours. <laughs> <laughs> Up next, would you rather... BYU Sports Station presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. My name is Spencer Linton, sitting next to the fabulous Jerem Jordan. Don't forget to thank you for that. You're welcome. Uh, don't forget to download the podcast on iTunes. It's free. You can also stream it on BYUSportsNation.com. Remember when you said my skin in the winter looked like that pale yellow <laughs> hat that we just were gifted? Which is a nice look <laughs> for some. Hashtag. Jaundice. <laughs> I oh, had jaundice as a baby. Oh my goodness. <laughs> we haven't played this in a while. Would you rather? It's Would You Rather on BYU Sports Nation. All right, here's how it works. We throw out a situation. I would rather. You have to pick one or the other. You can't mm-hmm. pick both, can't pick none. Yep. It has to be one or the other. Yep. Number one. Would you rather win the WCC tourney or beat Gonzaga in the season finale? Oh. Easy. Easy. Is it easy? Yeah. I don't... Okay, you give me your answer. WCC tournament. Because it means auto bid! And it's the lasting impression for better seeding. If you beat Gonzaga in the season finale, you clinch your spot in the NCAA tournament. Like You don't need to win the conference Essentially, tournament. Essentially, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you end the nation's longest home win streak. It's against the number two team in the country. There's no guarantee in the WCC tournament that you're facing Gonzaga in the tournament final. But you know, in this situation, that you will play Gonzaga and beat them at home. So I say, ending the nation's longest home win streak, beating the number three team in the country, and alert. getting your at-large bid to the NCAA tournament. Like I said, easy. Number two. Would you rather... Have Tyler Haas break Jimmer's record or Kyle Collinsworth get a six-triple double in the BYU home finale? Ooh. Uh, both. No, it's one or the other, Jerem. Uh, Tyler Haas breaking Jimmer's record because Tyler's a senior, and it's his last home game, hopefully, in yeah. Provo. Kyle Collinsworth has a shot to do it next year. Granted, I think it's going to be harder to get 10 rebounds in a game with BYU's bigs like Davis Ates and hopefully Austin next year. So, for me, it's Tyler Haas. Yeah, 35 with, against you. San Diego. Please. I'm with you. 35 would tie his season high, so he can do mm-hmm. it. And that setting the record in front of your home crowd is amazing. So, if there's any it way possible awesome. that he could do that and not do it on the road at Portland, then, yeah, I'm going with Tyler Haas at home. Number three. Would you rather take dance lessons from Jake Toulson or the BYU football coaching staff? <laughs> Neither. Uh, Jake Toulson. I'll go Jake Toulson. A little river dance action there. It wasn't bad. Hey. It's a little raw. It's a little raw. Do I get to pick, like do I get to pick my coach? 19? Sure. Pick your coach. Preston, Preston Hadley. Hadley. Yeah. Yeah. So if it's Preston, I'm taking dance lessons from, from at P. Hadley 7, man. He knows what's up. That guy's got some groove for Our sure. Intramural flag football, homie. The, the Toulson dance is fantastic. <laughs> he is Andy from The Office in that moment. <laughs> 
Uh, I'm going with P. Hadley for sure. Nice. With the generous support of the Cougar Club, BYU 623 student-athletes are role models, leaders, graduates, and champions. Be willing to help them succeed with your donation. Guys like Shaquille Walker. Guys like Jake Toulson. Welcome to the club. Make a donation. Up next, we wrap things up with the Cougar Whip Around. And we did forget to do one thing. It's a banner day in BYU football. Yes, it is. BYU Sports Nation is presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Men's Volleyball. This hat is terrible. Oh. The BYU men's team jumps two spots to number five in the latest ABC April. I do like it still. BYU was one of two teams to receive first place votes. The Cougars host Long Beach State Friday and Saturday at 9 Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Settle down, like- Jesper Parnovic. <laughs> Baseball. BYU dropped the final game of a four-game series with number 16 UC Santa Barbara 5-4 yesterday. BYU plays a four-game set with number 19-ranked Nebraska in Peoria, Arizona starting Thursday. Also sophomore Tanner Chauncey going to play in the Cape Cod League, much like Colt Mahoney did this summer with the Orleans Firebirds. Softball. I feel like Pee Wee Herman. BYU's sophomore pitcher McKenna Bull earned WCC Pitcher of the Week honors for playing the Desert Classic. Bull went 4-0 with a 2.14 ERA and 20 strikeouts, and apparently it's countdown to the Cornhuskers. Yeah, football! Countdown to the Cornhuskers. 200 days! And even 200. That's great. There will be a Nebraska fan in, the, in attendance that has a hat on like that. <laughs> <laughs> and a BYU fan, for sure. <laughs> Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. And it goes to the West Coast Conference Pitcher of the Week, McKenna Bull, sophomore sensation. It was a sophomore sensation show. Shaquille Walker as well. Thanks to Jeff Judkins and the aforementioned Shaq and everyone on our crew. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BYU Sports Nation. The show on demand on BYUtv.org slash BYUSN. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout out to Wally Joyner. BYU Sports Station back to work tomorrow at noon Eastern. Eva!